0: As we prepare our hearts to take the Lord's table together, we'd love to put a Bible in your hand if you don't have one. We want everybody looking at God's word this morning. So if you don't have a Bible, there are a couple guys who are going to pass Bibles out. If you would just raise your hand and let them know that you uh, need one, they'd love to get you a Bible. And once you have your Bibles, please open up to the book of Jude. The book of Jude, this is the book just before Revelation. Jude is the last book in the Bible, or the second to last, rather, book in the Bible. This is that chapter-long exhortation by Jesus' earthly brother that the church earnestly contend for the body of teaching that God delivered to us. The Bible has much to say about teachers. God has told us what should be the content and the character of those who teach his word. When God provides godly leaders for a church body, he expects that those leaders, those elders, be submitted to, obeyed, and that their faith be imitated by the church members under their care. But we're also instructed what to do with Satan's leaders, that is, false teachers, In contrast to the submission, obedience, and imitation that are owed to God's leaders, God's teachers, these false teachers are to be tested strictly, warned sharply, and quickly shunned by God's church. We are not to be instructed by false teachers. But we can still learn from them. We have something to learn from the negative example of false teachers. We have the opportunity to learn how we ought to practice the Lord's table even by observing what false teachers do with a time like this. So let's first read in Jude verse 4. Why should the church earnestly contend for the faith? Verse 4. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were destined for this condemnation ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and lord Jesus Christ ungodly hell-bound deceivers had infiltrated God's church people who use God's grace to further their own sinful practices Apparently, these people would eagerly preach to themselves. They would eagerly embrace a version of the gospel that saves. But they rejected the true gospel that also sanctifies believers. These people were interested in being saved by the gospel, but not changed by it. Now, in your mind, answer this question. What would this type of person do with the Lord's table? What ungodliness would such a person practice when they took communion each Sunday? Jude tells us in verse 12. Look at verse 12 of Jude. These, false teachers that is, are hidden wreaths at your love feasts. As they feast with you without fear, Shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted. These men are called hidden wreaths at your love feasts. The love feast here is what we call communion or the Lord's table. God was very clear that the purpose of this time is to remember and proclaim the death of Christ until Christ returns. Now, although God intends this time to be smooth sailing, so to speak, a false teacher would upend this practice like an unnoticeable reef that would sink a ship. How would they do this? Simple, and this may even be surprising. Again, verse 12, it says, As they feast with you, how? Without fear. These men would ruin a church, one of the ways, was by feasting without fear. They took communion fearlessly. They practiced the Lord's table flippantly without attributing to Christ the proper weight and gravity that he deserves as our Lord and Savior who died for sin. So let me ask you. Do you take communion with fear? Would your spouse, your children, your small group, as they see you take the cup and the bread, say for them, this is an act of worship, deep, fearful reverence for God. And for a moment, let me just address the men Throughout the week, as men, we have the opportunity to lead our homes, our families, in preparing for Sunday mornings by leading our wives and children in thinking sober-minded, worshipful thoughts about God throughout the week, especially that God sent his only son, Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit to endure God's judgment on behalf of everyone who trusts him for salvation. That's what we call the gospel. And parents, can I just encourage you? Please consider for the sake of your children whether or not they are actually able to take communion with fear. Are your children able to independently take communion with a proper fear of God? You see, there's nothing about children that prevents them from taking communion in a wrong way, even as a false teacher would. And perhaps a good way to test whether your child is able to fearlessly or fearfully, rather, fearfully take communion in this five-minute to ten-minute period that we have each Sunday is to discern whether he or she is walking in a fear of God, obeying God, obeying you, confessing sin on their own in your home during the week. An appropriate fear of God is required of all who proclaim Christ's death by eating the bread and taking the cup. And we have the opportunity this morning and every Sunday here at Grace Bible to praise God that he has rescued so many of us from the penalty of not fearing him. The first way that a sinner is required to demonstrate this fear of God is by simply acknowledging his utter helplessness to save himself before God. And then that sinner, upon that acknowledgement, realizing his own helplessness, ought to turn to God for salvation through the shed blood of Christ. If you have not done this by your own admission, if you don't in your own heart possess this fear of God, if you have not yet believed the gospel, that Christ died and endured God's penalty, God's judgment against sin, then we would just ask that as the bread and juice come by that you not take any, just pass it along and that's okay. But if you are a believer then this time is to recall the grace that God has actually granted to you in the gospel. And if you are one who by God's grace has come to know and love Jesus as your master and Lord and saving Messiah, then be humbled, be humbled this morning that such grace has been shown to a sinner like you, a sinner like us and rejoice and worship God as you take communion.